0: promotional consideration paid for by the following
1: impact wrestling is now on access tv catch all the action every tuesday night at 8 p.m eastern visit accesstv.com for more information don't forget slamiversary 2020 is on the horizon live on pay-per-view july 18th go now make sure you get that pay-per-view because last year was phenomenal i should know i was there i enjoy it i one of the best pay-per-views of 2019 everybody from other promotions even said so don't forget you can start your impact plus 30-day free trial right now head over to plus.impactwrestling.com and if you miss any of the impact action you want some exclusive impact content go to impact wrestling's youtube page Be part of the 3.5 million wrestling fans, getting interviews, recaps, highlights, and much more. Search Impact Wrestling right now on YouTube and enjoy a ton of exclusive content. Whether you're a sports fan or a wrestling fan, maybe you're neither and you just love coming to wrestling with sports for the banter, BlueChew.com has been a proud sponsor of this show back when it was the Wrestling Perspective. With PD Williams and myself. We love Blue Chew here. Blue Chew loves us. Make sure you go check them out. Because listen guys. I'm going to talk to you guys for a second. You get in the sack. Things are going pretty okay. But sometimes you wish you had that extra little kick. Right? You don't want to be the curtain jerker. You don't want to be the jobber in bed. If you're a sports fan. You don't know what that means. Go Google it. Uh, Wrestling fans. I'm about to do this to you. Listen, if maybe you're the number nine hitter in your bed or you're essentially the pitcher that gets a chance to get up and bat, and we all know how bad pitchers are at batting in your own bed, and you want to change that. You want to go from the number nine hitter, to the number four hitter, cleaning up on the bases, raking them down the line. You know what I mean. Or wrestling fans, you want to be the curtain jerker and you want to go from curtain jerk in the first match to main eventing. Sexual mania in your own bed. You got your own ref that'll roll out from under it. You get it. You go. You count the one, two, three. You win. She's satisfied. You're satisfied. You could do all that with Blue Chew. Go to Chew.com. It is amazing. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it works. You can take it any time of day and night, and because it's chewable, it works twice as fast as the pill You could take it on a full stomach, empty stomach. It doesn't matter. You listen. You can benefit from more confidence in bed where it counts. And Bluetooth right there. Fast, easy. It will enhance your performance. That's the key word there, guys. Enhance your performance. Bluetooth is prescribed online by a licensed physician. So you don't have to worry about any awkward doctor visits. You don't have to wait in line at a pharmacy. It ships right to your door in a discreet package. It's made in the USA, so Blue Chew is cheaper than your other options. Amazing. Right now, we have a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com, get your first shipment for free. Use the promo code Dennis, D-E-N-N-I-S, and just pay $5 for shipping and handling. And trust me, that is the best $5 you will ever spend. We would give it to you for free, but Jason Kindles like, nope. We're giving it to them for free. They have to pay for shipping and handling. I'm sorry, what Jason Kindle says goes. Again, that's bluechew.com, B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Use the promo code Dennis. Try it for free. Let us know what you think. I mean, we have baseball players that text and email us all the time. We have wrestlers that are reaching out that want all this stuff. And we give them the same promo code. They come back happy. So be part of the revolution. The Blue Chew revolution make it happen your woman will thank you and women you know it's okay to sit your man down and say hey listen maybe we should try blue chew it's it's perfect bluechew.com use the promo code dennis going on everybody we are live with wrestling with sports we talk a little sports we talk a little wrestling jason kindle dimitri young myself dennis farrell dimitri i'm i'm turning it over to you my friend oh well this is one of my favorite teammates
0: of all time he first crossed paths back in this was in 1996 in buffalo new york he's playing with the Buffalo Bison baseball, and I was with the Louisville Redbirds, and he came over to me, and I was like, "Hey, we're on the same. We were on the exact same. car, me him and another dude, Jim Bo- Jim
2: Hitch- Boddessy, Jim yeah, that's
0: it. And from there, we wound up playing on the same Arizona Fall League team, and then a day before opening day in 1998, we became teammates, and we were teammates for four years, and then in 06 when well, I was having a, a bad year, and the Detroit Tigers traded for somebody that I knew that was going to be in good hands once I was gone. And let me tell you, <laughs> I played with this guy, and people play the same position. You know, there's a little bit of tension. We never had any tension or no jealousy, none of that stuff. And and I am so proud to call this guy my friend,
2: the mayor. Thanks. Greatest team ever. Greatest team ever right here, D-Train. Cincinnati Reds, 1999. There you are. You got orange hair. You got orange hair. And you had an orange goatee. Oh, it was unbelievable. Oh, I was Black Papa Pump that year. (laughs) Black Papa Pump. So good. What's up, fellas?
0: Hey, you're going to have Jason Kendall ask you a million questions because that's the kind of guy he is. And You know, just tell them a little bit about yourself and mainly about wrestling, because we like to talk about wrestling and baseball. And we'll get into the baseball stuff a little later, but we want to talk about the wrestling, that shirt that you have on right there. That's right.
2: Well, first off, I want to know real quick how you and Jason Kendall decided to do a podcast together. Is is anybody
3: going to talk about my Reds giddy up? My head's starting to hurt. Jeez, you guys, are you kidding me?
2: Yeah. I'm not getting paid see,
3: by the Reds. Oh, I, I'm not I either.
2: See on my screen. I don't know how to do this. Zoom. Kendall, I can't imagine you're wearing a Reds gear. It looks so weird after seeing in the buckos gear so much. You hated the Reds. How'd you get that gear, brother?
3: I just got drafted. Um, second baseman. <laughs> 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 uh, you know what? I, 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 I special stuff. I it's, I can't actually, you know what? This is Larkin's hat from the All-Star game. We traded hats. And, uh, about two years ago, I, uh, we were playing in um, Glendale, Arizona. I was with the Royals, and I forgot my shirt. So I asked the clubhouse guy, and I'll give him – Mark Stowe, <laughs> I'll give him a little – little, uh, yes. Uh, but and then, the so I said, dude, I need a shirt to go home. So he gave me this. <laughs> but I'm telling you what, I, I've been waiting to whip this out. And, and I was going to do it for Dimitri, but I already told him. But now the fact that I can do it now when you're it. on – I love it. It, it. It's an honor. No, know, but uh, Sean Casey, one of the greatest guys to, to listen. It's not like case and I, I'm, I'm sure we have maybe had a couple years here and there. I don't know. I don't remember. We but have. That being we said have. Is I wasn't a teammate. I, I know <laughs> I was trying to, yeah, but um, <laughs> that all being said is um, one of the greatest guys, honestly. And when I say this in the game and okay, I'm not going to sit here and talk you up all night, but I'll never forget. We're playing in riverfront and you're on. And, um, and, and I was, look next to somebody i'm like what's with this dude <laughs> you're out there playing for i'm like is this guy serious and uh it might have been giles or all right, Kevin, i don't even remember but i'm like is this guy serious and then i got a knock and i was on first base and i'll, I'll never forget this and then I, I instantly fell in love with you you go it was a saturday afternoon and until the end you go what are we doing here jay what are we doing what are we doing here and i go We're playing ball. he goes no 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 college football's on right now what are we doing playing when college we're both like in the cellar what are we doing we should be home watching college football and i instantly fell in love i've never told that story and I, I, I waited 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 for this moment to, to actually get, to have him on this great show we have with 13 people but i've been so excited like, for the last 24 hours to to say this because he goes and then I go like oh my god dude this guy's I I went back and I'm like the dude's awesome he says we should (laughs) we we shouldn't even be playing right now we should be watching college football and ever since then I'm going to tell you what this man is like one of my all-time favorites to watch one of the guys you root for and what you see on the MLB network and it's real there ain't no fake crap about it so Case, thanks for coming on the show. Can I take my hat off, please? Now, no, oh, has-
2: go ahead, bro. It looks kind of weird. It looks you look weird with it on. I, you know, I need that buckle yeah. hat, but dude, yeah, it was. It was so bo- great.
3: can had a small head,
2: dude. Jay, it was great, man, playing against you because you were all you were always so serious behind the dish and you come up and like. <laughs> Kendall's a dirtbag dude. This guy's killing people. He's taking people out at second. He's freaking sliding all over. He he doesn't even look like a catcher. Looks like a shortstop kind of, but he's catching. He, you know, and I just. I just remember my goal when I came to the plate was trying to get you to lighten up a little bit. Like be like, what's up, Kendall? You know, like and you looked at me did a couple at first of
3: times. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> you did. Oh man. was a thousand tough, man. Ten without a doubt.
2: Yeah, you know, man. It's great to see you guys, man. Like I was looking forward to this all day. My my kids are like, You're doing a zoom. I was like, I'm just fired up to see these guys, man. I can't I can't wait. So <laughs> I'm glad to be here. And this shirt, man, D train, we go back. In 2000 in Cincinnati, they had a fundraiser. Uh, they, you know, had a, a little uh, fundraiser for flying Brian Pillman, who had passed, and uh, and they allowed Dimitri and I to get in the ring. I think I, I think I got in the ring it was I was a special guest referee for. Yes. Uh, uh, do you remember who it was Billy Kidman uh, versus the Harris brothers? And uh, come on, who was the guy? He had the slick back hair. He kind of looked like the Fawns. Come on, you know, you know what I'm talking about.
3: Disco Inferno. I'll tell you yeah. what, uh, D- Dimitri's never stumped, right? I- I've never seen Dimitri stumped with no. wrestling.
0: No, no. It was no just, because, because Danny Graves and myself, we managed Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, um, Harry Saturn, and Raven because they were at the end of the show. And Casey and I switched because you had to bone out a little early, Casey, and I didn't mind staying. So I stayed, and, and I was standing beside Eddie Guerrero and and Ray Mysterio. I mean, they came up to my titties. And I was like, man. <laughs> I mean, but, but I mean, we, we respect them because of what they did in the ring and stuff, but I was like, you know, you see the guys on television, you think that, hey, they have a little size. And even the taller guys was like, we we're high level to them. I was like, man. Yeah. No.
3: And, you know, case I was supposed to be there when um you and Joker Randa went to the and it was like Monday night Raw. Oh, yeah, or, we, went, we went
2: first. And I,
3: I had to go to um I don't know soccer a little, but, but and I, I I missed it because of the kids, which you know kids take priority. But I I really wish I'd have gone to that because I know that you and um, Joe said like, hey dude, you gotta come, and I said dude I can't. We so had kids, dude.
2: Sports. We wish you would have been we'll there. Check but it we out. Gotta- we had a great time dude it was a lot of fun although joker you never know with joker you're like come on no, well,
3: he, I, and i guarantee you didn't pay for i guarantee you joe didn't pay for a thing you had to pay for not,
2: not one thing i was like you want another beer he's like no i was like you want popcorn <laughs> do you want freaking snow caps are you, are you my date are you my date to uh, yeah, <laughs> i'm gonna have to
3: actually say to him to be like dude you still don't pay for anything i
1: mean <laughs> jesus
2: <laughs> so true so true
1: Oh my God. I got to jump in and start with a couple questions here because I keep hearing what a massive wrestling fan you either are or was. Do you still keep up with it? Do you still watch wrestling?
2: I still do. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think since the, um, the quarantine's put me on ice a little bit, but I still watch it cause it's still on, but I'm just excited. There's a new, you know, I'm excited. AEW is on now. You know, I kind of like what they're doing over there with Moxley and, and Jericho and and uh and 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 Flair and uh Flair, you know me I mean, Co- I mean Cody Rhodes, you know, I kinda love what they're doing. It's something different, but I but I got a lot of buddies still at the WWE, so I I, I like I love their brand and I love what they're doing too. So yeah, I still I'm still a fan. I'm not in, in it like I was when Demetri and I were with the Reds, like we were really in it. Like Ooh, really in it. I think well, I think it was wrestling, then baseball. But it was uh but I still love <laughs> yeah. wrestling, man. I I still love the history. I love, I love it all. I still I still feel like a kid when I watch it.
1: We almost had Sammy Callahan join us for the show today. And he's known for, you know, socking a guy in the eye with a baseball bat. And I, I was going to ask him and kind of ask you three this. When you guys watch wrestling and you see a guy swing a bat at another guy, do you guys ever in your mind critique his swing? Like, oh man, that guy's swing is horrible. I know exactly what you're talking about, Dennis.
0: and, and, I was actually in the ring. I told you the story with the best when he was Prince Justice in the Heartland Wrestling Association out there in Cincinnati where I did a, a spot where I hit him with the bat. And I actually swung the bat like how I would swing the bat, like a baseball player. And so when we'd watch the wrestlers, you know, they'll hold back. They don't break the wrist or anything. And the guy also jumps into it. So it's like a flat, easy hit. But, I mean, when we're swinging the bat, you know, we're trying to hit through it, so we can see the difference
3: between the
0: regular. Oh, my God. This
3: is why we that have 13 oh freaking listeners right here. Stuff like this. This is why we – this is exactly why. I, I apologize, Demetri, for that and continue, but this is why we have 10 listeners. Go
0: T-Mobile. <laughs> I mean, I, I sit there and watch, it. I'm like, yeah, you didn't hit him at all. Oh, that's not going to hurt at all.
3: <laughs> you, didn't, you, you didn't get through it.
2: <laughs> you, get through it. you gotta be short to it, long through it. They just get short. It. Exactly. They kind of get like this. I'm like, that didn't hurt. That there's no bad speed on that.
3: Zero. No Palm wasn't up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, who are some of the guys you enjoy watching now? Because you know, we're all wrestling nerds here. I kind of lean a little bit towards impact because I have a lot, a lot of buddies there. Yeah. Do, do you have any guys that you kind of go out your way to watch or maybe even still YouTube when you get a chance.
2: Oh my God. You know, I, 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 I must admit, I do go back to like, I, I do YouTube still. Like I love watching the four horsemen promos. I love going back to the road warrior promos. I mean, macho man had the best promos going to oh. ultimate warrior Hogan. You know, I, when I go, uh, honky tonk, man, you know, I still love that. I'm just a honky tonk, man. I'm mm-hmm. cool. I'm I'm oh, bad. I still love him, but I, <laughs> I, you know, I think there's still – there's a lot of good guys. I I, I kind of go a little old school. Like, I love seeing Edge back. I love that feud with Randy Orton. I still – you know, I kind of go there. Um, you know, there's a lot of good young wrestlers, you know, that I, that I really do like, a lot of the guys coming up from NXT. Um, but the AEW stuff, I, I think Jericho and those guys uh, and, and Cody Rhodes. And, and, and I love Moxley's character. You know, I love how Moxley was Dean Ambrose in WWE. Kind of feels like he didn't get the uh, – you know, th- didn't get the the reins to just go do what he wanted to do, and him being an AEW, you know, coming back as John Moxley, yeah, I think it's, I, I love it, I love it. So, what about you? Do you still watching wrestling? Oh, oh my oh. god,
0: I, I watch it all. I watch NXT and AEW on Wednesday. Watch Monday Night Raw. Watch Impact on Tuesday. SmackDown on Friday. KS, I, I thought, thought I watched a lot on Sunday. And then I also go on YouTube and I watch NWA power <laughs> and watch um MLW major league wrestling they got they they got real good wrestling there and then I watch New Japan if I can and also ROH ring of Honor okay so listening
3: listening to Dimitri and Dennis talk wrestling it, it makes me feel, I, i'm like I'm like an outcast <laughs> I, I, I always thought that I, I knew a little bit you know I'm more of a wwe <laughs> wWF guy. But right. listening to them talk, I, I, I'm, I'm, and I'm getting more involved than, in, you know the the other uh, organizations. But wow, oh, do dude, they that, watch, does Demetrius still watch it? Geez, yes. Do
2: you do you have a life outside of wrestling, watching wrestling, Demetrius? That's what I want to know. That's so many wrestling programs. Do you do anything else besides? Yes. Wrestling? Like,
0: well, now that we're starting to reopen California, I go surf fish. You know, I fish from the beach and try and catch some perch. Um, so, Corvina, uh, Halibut, um, you know, seabass. you know, they got a lot of stuff out there in the ocean to try and catch. So, I do a nice. lot of that and then, you know, just the baseball stuff, lessons, and then the Breakthrough Series and the Hank Aaron Invitational, Amateur Baseball stuff. So, I'm heavily involved with that. And so, that's what usually keeps my time busy nowadays.
3: Demetri, that being said, i talk to you off the air. I'll text, because – be oh, this coronavirus and opening up, opening up, and and I, I kind of run my son's team out here this is my last year doing it fall. He's a pretty good little player, but uh, I want to talk to you off the air because all right, I, I'm trying to get places to play because it's like it just depends on where you're at. I mean, he's he's a sophomore. Well, sophomore, you're going, into, but I'll talk to you off the air. But I just wanted
1: to uh, say right. that <laughs> that's because I'd forget if I didn't. Well, now you have it on tape. Uh, Sean, you know, I always love asking Dimitri, and especially Jason, too, who were some of his favorite wrestling teammates that that got into wrestling? And well, since you're the new guy here, outside of Dimitri, who, of course, is probably the king of all wrestling fans, uh, his teammate, are there any other teammates that you played on? Because, look, I'm in Detroit. uh, You know, we we have a big Detroit audience. What teammates?
2: Well, there you go. You just nailed it. I was going to say Curtis Granderson. Curtis Granderson was, I rolled yep. with Curtis, we'd go, we went to Impact Wrestling a few days, I think back back when it was TNA, uh, when it was in, when we were in Orlando, um, we'd go, you know, we were at Lakeland for spring training, so we went in 2007 uh, there, and then WrestleMania was in Detroit at Ford Field 2007, they hooked us up big time, oh. we were front row with me, Granderson, Sheffield, uh, Bunch of different guys, Nate Robertson, bunch of different guys. But I'd say Curtis Granderson was probably Dimitri and Danny Graves were the two biggest with me. There's no doubt. Right when you said, <laughs> Yep. you and Gravy, yep. and then yep. probably Curtis Granderson was the other guy. And Aaron Boone was kind of like fake, he was like a fake, yeah, fan. Yeah. yeah, yeah, him like, and Larkin in yeah.
0: Hollywood. Every yeah,
2: week. yeah I was
0: so, tired, <laughs> so tired, so tired. <laughs> Oh
3: my God! Good. That, that, that's unbelievable because it, it's actually so true. We have Brett on a lot um, on our show. More the boon. So, uh, the yeah. boon. The boon. Yeah, the boon. Jimmy Neutron himself. Gee, he, <laughs> he might even pop it. You know, his, his son might um, has a chance to get drafted tonight. So I don't know if he. But yeah, uh, Jay, trust me, if he's uh, not, I'm sure you might hop on him. <laughs> well, <laughs>
2: hey, Jay, I remember when I I came up, you know, I was with Dimitri in 98, get over to the Reds, and and he Booney was legit at second. Like, he could oh. fl- I mean, he could flat out yeah, pick it. Like, Unbelievable. And, and coming from the Miners, I had never seen anything like that. Well, I thought he was the best I saw, and then Pokey came along. I'm like, I think, I think Pokey's better than Brett, and Brett was the greatest I've ever seen. But I remember saying to Brett, like, like, second week I'm there, I'm like, dude, I have never seen anybody make a play like that and get rid of it. Like, that's one of the best plays I've ever seen. He's like, get to know me, Case. I'm the best this game's ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's
3: him. That's that. <laughs> that is, I'm telling you what, Booty could do it. And it's funny, though, because you, you, you dropped the whole 98. And it, isn't it amazing uh, to both Dimitri and Sean? how as you go best i've ever seen and then all of a sudden there's somebody it's yeah it's amazing when you when you stick around long enough um to just watch and i'm more of an infield guy listen i caught I, I but i loved watching infielders how quickly they turned out play how smooth they were there was nothing better than that but it's amazing how like the further and further you get in your career there's always someone that's just as sweet or or maybe yeah. a
2: little bit better now what was what was amazing for me is somebody and people say that to me all the time. Who's the best defensive player you ever played with? And I was fortunate enough to play with a ton of great guys. And I would say Brett Boone is one of the best second baseman I've ever seen. And I just can't believe right after Booney got traded, Pokey comes along, and Pokey messed with my career a little bit because it was the first time <laughs> in my life I never had to go to my right anymore. Yeah. I, was like, oh, I was like, this is great. He's got my left. He's he's got my right. He's got everything to his left. This is what he played. He had everything to his left. He had everything to his right and and short center field and short right field. i have never seen anything like it. And then, hey, Kate, uh, right? You remember when um, Pokey ran back on the ball? Dante was in right
0: field, and he was shaded towards center. Pokey ran straight back, and he caught the ball over his head. He was in right field. Yeah, it was Over the head, it was like the most
2: unbelievable play I've seen in my life. It was like how do you have that kind of range? No, but no. It was, it, I, rem- I, re- I remember one time, you know, somebody put a button, the Bermuda Triangle, and I go over to get it. It's like, ow, oh, this play's over. And I hear in the back, I'm here, I'm here. I'm like, it startled me. I didn't know what to do. I am like, well, I've never heard that before. I turn around, there's Pokey at first. I'm like, how the hell did he get the first? Like, uh, it was blue. So I, like, do some acrobatic, you know, as acrobatic as I can be, almost fell over, like, two left feet. I'm like, Ah! I throw it to him and Pokey's there, makes the play out. And I, I remember being like, How'd you get there? Like, I've, n- I've been playing this game a long time. I've never seen a human. Like a ninja. He, yeah, it was like a ninja. He like popped up. He was like beamed over to first. And he just, he, he was on, un- I know, and he had a shortstop arm. So when he would go, yes. some, some, sometimes he would go to left field, like short right, I mean, short center, make that play, turn around, boom, and just. And obvious. you know what, it,
3: it, it, it's a, as a fan, who, whoever's listening, um, I was actually fortunate enough to play with Pokey for, for a year, and, and I know exactly what uh, uh, D and uh, Case are talking about. But you have to remember, this, this is what I remember, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong, is Griffey in his prime. Oh. They, the Reds would not trade Pokey Reese for Griffey in his prime. That yep. should say a, enough right there. They're like, no, no, this guy is that Good. Then, um, like yeah, I said, man. I was fortunate enough to
1: play with Pokey for the, the year. That, and it's just, wow. You, you <laughs>
2: yeah. He was special.
0: That, man. that was a good point. Yeah.
1: Jesse wants to know in the chat room, if you guys are such massive wrestling fans, did any of you guys ever have a wrestling theme song as a walk up, as your walk up music? I know as, you know, it's a badge of honor for Jason that he had uh, Road dog Jesse James. Oh, you didn't know as his walk up. <laughs> That's, awesome. That's what, awesome. What about you guys? And if not, how come? Did I you like train? old school, No, I always had like some old school rap
0: with some dope beats. You know, that was <laughs> something that got me. That was, you know, some bass, some doom, doom. doom you know, something that, that got me hyped. You know, so I, you know, that was that was my reason. I had like. Like, um, Dr. Dre, um, California Love, or I had throw some D's on it in uh, in in, in um, Washington, but I always had something that was kind of catchy. That you know, the fans, because I had fans that be singing my stuff out there in the outfield. You know, they
2: they'll <laughs> sit there and they love my music. And
0: I'm like, yeah, thank you, thank you. Every superhero should have a good theme
2: music. What about I, you, Case? I used to, co- I used to come out the Pearl Jam, even flow a little Van Halen sometimes. And when I played in uh, when I played in Detroit, I was kind of kissing butt here a little bit. But I used to come out with Bob Seger, baby. You got to come. You played for the Tigers. You better come out to
0: see. Yeah, here, so. yeah, you're right about that. It was
3: legit. Uh, I hear. And you know what? It was funny is, is that when I was in Pittsburgh, and that was going on. Um, someone complained about you know your ass better. So they they even took ass out of it. <laughs> what? And I still had it going on for. Uh, and when I when I got tra- the first time I was ever back in, in Pittsburgh, uh, I, I think I. Jeez, I got I got pinch hit um, with the Cubs, and they played it. They played it when they, they had been hitting for uh, uh, the pitcher Oh, you for didn't it know? you better call. Some. I mean, <laughs> oh, they, they
2: bleeped it.
3: They oh they they bleeped it after the first year. They bleeped it because some someone complained that he can't say ass at the. the
2: uh, that's football. awesome though. People,
3: so, no, I, I, I that was that was that was my that was my thing. And boy, I look back that. on it I'm like, dude, how the hell did I come out to that? <laughs> <laughs> Here comes the man. You ass better call somebody. <laughs> you look back <laughs> on stuff like that. You're like. Jeez, I had a lot of balls back then. Huh?
2: <laughs> That's ballsy, bro. That's
1: ballsy. a <laughs> couple, couple questions coming in. Tom wants to know uh, since you guys didn't use wrestling theme songs, what would be the wrestling theme song? You Tom, could... I do. Ju- I, I used one, Tom. I know, but you got two other guys on the show, Jason. Okay, well, did he say, did Tom, when he wrote that email or the question, did he say excluding Jason or, <laughs> because you guys didn't use one? Come on, Tom. Now excluding Jason, there it is. All right, uh, Dimitri. Thanks, Tom.
0: So the thing that I would go up to right now would probably be the
2: Undertaker.
1: Oh, boom! Oh. Oh. Boom! That's a good one.
2: No, I, I, I think the best pop in wrestling history, history was when the glass was when the glass was Oh my God! Stone yes. Cold would come out. I mean, how many come people
1: on. used it
3: though? What? Too many people use it, and you're like, damn,
2: he's yeah, got know. it.
3: And you can't use it because there's like four or five people that used it. Ah, uh, um,
2: oh, so legit. As long as it's
0: somebody that's, like, deserving of the music, you don't want someone shattered in the glass and player.
2: Yeah, you don't want Aaron Boone coming out to Stone Cold. <laughs> <laughs> you Because know, he's, like, a fake wrestling fan. You're like, oh, dude, you can't do that. Let's, let's cut that stuff. He'll you need to out come out to, like, send you need to come out to Cindy Lauper or something like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Dimitri, uh, someone just said Dimitri should come out to Val Venus. Oh in, yeah. In, wow. in, in our, in our wiffle ball game that we're going to yeah. be playing. Hello yeah. ladies. <laughs>
2: uh, I got a great Val Venus story. So in 2001, when Vince McMahon bought WCW
1: breaks my heart still.
2: Yeah, I know. It's unbelievable. Um, all the wrestlers were in HWA, uh, and um, and they all came. They all came to um, to Cincinnati because they hadn't merged them yet, right? So it was like Eddie Guerrero, uh, Val Venus, um, uh, Alan Funk, just a bunch of guys. Um, even like Ray Mysterio, all these guys. And it was so great. I'd go every Tuesday night and go to this little like food area, like little warehouse it was a storage area. There was like 20 chairs around the ring. And it was you talking about Peel's Palace? Yeah, were you there, t- Train?
0: Before. I, had, I had a a stint with um Abyss when he was Prince Justice. That was probably a year before.
2: Okay. Well this this was like I don't even know if it was that. This was like literally like where you would load a groceries a grocery truck. This is where, like it was yeah. like is that <laughs> are you is that what it was? Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was like one of So. So I'd go Real there, you know, in the wall. yeah, I'd get two pieces of Papa John's pizza and a Mountain Dew, sit there and watch the thing. It's great. So I kind of became buddies with those guys. So after that season in 2001, we stayed, and I, they would let me go to practice. So the one time I come to practice, and there's 30 guys in the ring, and they're like, Case, come on in. And they're doing the block punch. They're like, block punch. And then another guy would come, block punch, block punch, right? So I'm like, I could do that. So they're like, come on in. I got jeans on and a T-shirt. My wife at the time, Mandy, was like nine and a half months pregnant. She's like out there, like, Bruh! right? So I'm like, all right, here we go. So I get in the ring, and all of a sudden, it was like, Umaga was there too, so Umaga comes, boom, block, punch, block, punch, block. I'm like, I'm block, punch, everybody. I get to like the I'm, – I'm starting going to go into cardiac failure at the time. I'm like, I'm like, this is so hard, right? I'm dying. Next thing I know, here comes Val Venus. He's like, I'm like, oh, my God. I block. Boom! I punch him right in the face. I'm like, "What? Oh my god!" Uh-oh. And I'm like, "I'm so sorry," but I I couldn't get "I'm sorry" out quick enough. Here comes like Eddie Guerrero. It was mayhem, and I literally <laughs> I block punched thirty guys and almost seriously, those guys are in the best shape because I literally was dying. Like unbelievable.
3: <laughs> wow. Everybody's talking about great shape in baseball. Listen, that the only thing, and this is really far fetched, is. You got to run from home to home, and that's if you hit an inside-the-park home run. Yeah. First to third uh, and I'm going to tell you what, your guess. So, no, don't get me wrong. Baseball players are in shape. But what wrestlers do, people just do not understand the the, no. the, the, the how great a shape they are in. I and mean, it's unbelievable.
2: It, it's unbelievable. And, they, Jay, they also used to do – so I did the block-punch But right before that, like you're saying, they would do the rope drill off the ropes, and, like, just boom. You know, one guy's going down, they're jumping them. I was unbelievable. Like, and they're rolling. They're fast. They're great athletes. I think that's why they take. You know, you when people say, "Oh, it's fake," and I'm like, "Okay, the ending's fake." But like, those guys are sick athletes. They work oh. their butts off. They're in great shape. They, they get after every night. And when you see it firsthand, you're like, "Wow, these guys are unbelievable. So Big time athletes." You know? yeah, yeah,
0: especially when you're trying to do that stuff too. You look at it, like, "Oh, I can, I can bounce off the ring." Work. I tried that. Yeah. Man got that, that rash right on uh-huh. there. I was like, oh, my God, this isn't bungee. Oh, my God, this hurts. And then actually walking on the ring mat and, and jumping, it's like, this isn't exactly soft. Yeah. And, and, and like you said, you know they're doing that every single night for 200-plus days a year. Oh, and like the, like you said, it's predetermined, but that's about it. You know, all the stuff that they do, man, yeah, for those that say it's fake, they deserve to
1: get John Stossel. <laughs> You're lying. Do you know who I wish was here right now with us? Is Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer would be having a blast right now with this conversation. And, and what, what, what about what about Rhino? I, I actually talked to him today. He says he wanted Harry, me to tell you hi.
2: Rhino's the best man. When I when I was in Detroit, you were the, you were with him a lot. Train right. I, I know in my, I know Todd Jones and I got a box and a Rhino and I kind of became buddies too. And I, I, you know, he was using the box. I'm like, Hey, no one's up there. You might as well just go up there and use the box. no one's there.
3: <laughs> Dennis, text him so they can pop in. I mean, I'm going to tell you what, two of the coolest guys that I've ever like on the show. I yeah. Mean, wow. You talk about down to earth, just real, real people. Wow. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Great dudes.
3: Very, very cool. Uh, you know,
2: Brett, Brett's
0: going to be jealous if you uh, call Tommy Dreamer and Rhino and not him.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I tell you what, if Brett can name four wrestlers, Brett can come on right now. I don't oh, think Oh, he's, he's going to
2: go Hogan, Flair. I mean, you'll, if he'll go old school. He doesn't know the new yeah. ones. Uh, he, he knows Jimmy super flash Snooker.
3: <laughs> no, that, was, oh, that yeah. was Kevin Young. That, that oh, was Kevin oh. Young, but he didn't know that Snooker killed somebody. <laughs>
4: we had Kayla, <laughs> and uh that's a long story but uh can <laughs> that's a
3: long, yeah. it's a long story
1: funny story too <laughs> that that that's for another podcast uh tommy dreamer by the way says uh, he met you two times you uh you probably won't remember it you uh you might have had a few pops when you met him so yeah
2: I, I love tommy dreamer i did meet him twice and i tommy i do remember I do remember meeting you. And one other time, I was doing something for Sirius XM, and Tommy Dreamer was in there doing something, and I was like, is that Tommy Dreamer? I wanted to go in and say hi, but he big-legged he me, I think.
3: Wow. Oh! oh well, 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 well t- Tommy, had it. he has his own show, so he probably couldn't sit there and, and talk to you. He was probably on yeah. air.
2: No, you're probably right. You're probably right. I think I might have big him by accident, yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Dennis, <laughs> you better pop out some more uh, uh wrestling questions because I got a bunch of baseball ones that I could that I could fire at it. But we'll well yeah, we'll save the baseball. But I'm not stuff. I'm not going to because <laughs> he's trust me, the last thing Sean Casey wants to do right now is talk baseball. I'll promise you that. But I will I mean, the, the little pauses in between, like this and that. so you better Bring your I, A game I right I, now. I'm Dennis. talking
1: to Tommy Dreamer. I'm trying to convince Tommy Dreamer to come on with us right now. So, uh, yes. Sean, let me ask you this. Did you watch NXT Takeover? No, I didn't watch it. Uh, no. Great, great show. Oh, well, look at you showing off your wrestling chair. Come on, guys. Roadblock 2018. <laughs> it's no
2: big deal. It's only a big deal if you like being front row. My bad. <laughs> oh.
3: That's the things that Sean Casey could do because everybody loved him. He could, he could probably go. You well, know, you know he got in for free, but hey, uh, can I get that front row seat too? Oh, Mayor! Hey, Katie, he, he, everybody, yeah. everybody loves him. Boom! Right there.
0: <laughs> Sorry, hey Casey, I wanted to bring this up because I just wanted to show the other side of Sean Casey. And this is the only time I really saw you, eat. remotely upset. Was it was it seemed like once a month during the time we were with the Reds, there was a certain Hall of Famer that used to come in and he would stand behind the cage and critique every single hitter. And you just
3: if you, it's Joe Morgan, I tell you what.
0: So I'm gonna let you go ahead
2: and tell that story about that Hall
0: of Famer that loved the. Ah, oh,
2: well, you know what. I love him now, but I didn't know. Like I was ninety nine. I was just coming off of just a probably. I, I was injured. I hit two seventy. It was like ah. Pff, I was like, God, I got traded for Dave Berber basically. So, but, but no, you know, the case
3: I'm going to interrupt you right there because two seventy at our time at our primes was awful to people out no, there. Now it 270, really was. 270, 270. If you did not have a three in front of your average when you went up to the bat, and 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 I've been trying to tell people this, like. No, it was embarrassing. So two seventy seven is great. Don't get me wrong; it's no, unbelievable no. today. But as a, a, I think all three of us we were pretty. They had a lot more power than I did, but we were average hitters. We yeah. and, and and for the first eight years of our career, we didn't get two hits a, not, a night. We were pissed, right? We were yeah. So two seventy seven, which is great, is not. So I can't wait to see who the Hall of Famer is
2: no dude but it's a no it is a it is amazing because I when we were playing if you hit like 250 you're out of here you know what I mean 240 mm-hmm. 240 you're out of here like, like now Casey, it's like, Casey, now, okay, it's like now, now I gotta step
3: in with the baseball crap so I sit no no I, I, I sit there and I watch you and Tome and and Dero, whoever else is on and I'm going like oh my god Casey's the Freaking best hitter out of all of them. Okay. <laughs> Dome is in the Hall of Fame. We get it. But as far as a pure hitter, you're and, So, like, oh, hey. And then I, I know you got to do what you got to do. But, like, oh, hey, yeah, Jim, that's good. That's good. And I know in the back of your mind, you got to be like, that's not, no, that ain't good. You hit the ball <laughs> 500 feet. But uh, because Casey is, a, he's a pure hitter. And I apologize, I, Dean. I apologize, Case. But that's true stuff. No.
2: Dude, I do appreciate that because, obviously, we played against each other so much, and I, I do appreciate it. Let me get my kids in here so you can tell them that, please, because I'm like, hey, guys, you got to oh, do yeah. this. They're like, no, nah, we're not doing that. I'm like – Can, can we get ours, hearing too? Hearing can can we
3: please get ours, too? Jesus. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah.
3: Okay, so I apologize. Hall of Famer, I want to hear the story. So, so
2: I'm in Fort Myers, you know, D and I, you know, our second year with the Reds, and I'm I'm in like I'm in the cages. And, you know, I just I – Sarasota. Know,
3: like, Sarasota. Yeah,
2: playing against minnesota and i'm just trying to get my work in you know and you know how it goes when you're getting your work in. you just and i was young i was 25 and i really want to like you know i'm working on some stuff so i'd hit 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 and uh you know this guy in the behind it was johnny bench johnny bench is he's on the he's full uni and he's like every 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 round johnny would be like hey you rolled over on that one and i'm like ah okay no thanks next next round Hey, you're getting, you got to get in front of that. You're, you're under the ball. No, you gotta hit it, Pull the ball. And I just was like, okay, it's good. I think D you might've been in my group and I'm like, Hey yep. man, like, I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like Johnny Bench is really starting to bother me and he won't stop telling me to, to like, I'm rolling over. I'm late on the ball. So, so in like the fourth round, Mark Sweeney and I still talk about this story because it's unbelievable. And I love Johnny, but like, and I didn't know, but I didn't know any better. I was just young, you know. I had, to, had the red ass a little bit at the time, and I'm just like, you know. And 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 Johnny said, he's like, uh, "Hey, man, uh, you know, come on, you're, you're pulling, you're 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 late again." So I just turned around and said, "Can you please shut up?" <laughs> I, I hope to I, listen. And, I, I, and don't, right, I don't. I right, right when I said that, right when I said that. Like it went so quiet, and I remember thinking to myself, "Oh my god, that's one of the dumbest things I've ever said." Wow. Like I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to get released. Like you can't tell Johnny Bench, the greatest catcher of all time, to shut up. You know, and I, I literally was like, "Oh, I was so scared." <laughs> hey, he didn't say another word to me when I hit the rest of the time. I didn't know him at the time.
3: <laughs> I, I, I I don't ever I don't ever ever curse on this. And I probably won't
2: <laughs> admit that now,
3: but I hope you said, "Why don't you shut the f- up?" Um, you talk about a bunch of b. Be- uh, he, did, he didn't and,
0: curse.
3: He didn't curse. Okay, but I think but, of it now because, but, and this is hey, what is. Hey, hey,
0: thing- hey, you should have seen it from me. From me watching it from the outside when Casey did that, it was just like, oh. it was cause, cause he he said what? Whatever- Everybody, because he was—he would critique every single hitter, and everybody would come out just like this. off I'm like, "But this dude a short uh, uh. Like, we respect him for being a Hall of Famer, but yeah, great. Ken Griffey's, Ken Griffey's our hitting coach, and he ain't saying anything because he know what we're working on. You come flying in, it's like, well, eh. you like, know. Dude. And, and I'm when gone. Casey did that, he just kind of broke the ice, and he actually.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> It was one of those
3: moments <laughs> of my life. I was like, Ahh. you know, what's even funnier about that story is I was thinking Sarasota, but I forgot that you had to wake up at six o'clock in the morning from Sarasota to drive down to Fort Myers oh. on a bus for two and a half hours. Oh. Take BP out there. That's the unbelief. It's, it's, it's Dennis. And when I say this is like when in my first year in um, Arizona was uh, uh, with the A's and I don't even And we're getting ready to uh, play the angels. And we're at Phoenix Municipal. And so I take my BP and I get ready to hop, you know, and I'm getting ready to get my car driving. And Eric Chavez goes, where are you going? And I said, well, I'm getting ready to drive out. And he goes, dude, it's two minutes away. <laughs> 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 we take BP here on this field. We don't do But I was in Florida forever. So it was, I had to uh, uh, say uh, – Crap! I forgot At least about you. It.
2: Got the experience of spring training in Arizona. Oh, I, it Meaning so I was in Florida. I was in Florida my whole career. It wasn't oh. until I was with the MLB Network that I was like, "This is unbelievable!" Like I could stay in Scottsdale for a week and you know hit every team. It's unbelievable,
3: right there. The furthest one, and I didn't even have anybody <laughs> in Tucson anymore. But the furthest one is you know twenty minutes away. That's That's, that's all because of traffic. But oh God, it's so
1: nice. How did you end up getting into broadcasting? Because I like to ask. Usually it happens with podcasting when you have a player that says, you know, that's playing normally they either hate the press or like the press. And now that they kind of become the press, did you have mixed feelings about jumping over into that Avenue?
2: I didn't even know. Like in 2008, my last year with the Red Sox, it was game five, the ALCS. I was hitting in my group at Fenway and Harold Reynolds was, was in town doing the game for TBS and uh I knew I was retiring and I come out of my I come out of my round and I'm like he's like what's up case? I'm like, hey, what's up, H. We start talking. I said, Hey, how do you love doing the broadcasting stuff, the studio the studio analysts and all that stuff? He's like, Oh man, I love it. It's it's wonderful. But he's like, Why? I was like, Well, I'm I'm retiring after this is over. And I was hit, I hit 322 that year. And he's like, dude, you're hitting three twenty-two. He's right. like, I can't believe you're retiring. I'm like, I just like it was my first year off the bench I just I don't know I didn't love it and I, I always felt like I always felt like if my heart's not 100% not 99.9 that stuff. like if my heart's not 100% in playing baseball then it's such a tough job and, and so you know for me I I I, I was gonna walk away and he was like hey call Tony Bettini you know I, MLB network launches in January two, uh, 2009 in a few months they just hired me they're hiring some other guys you'd be perfect so i called tony petiti who was running the network at the time and i came in for an audition and uh you know i didn't want to do a lot of days and they, he was initially like why don't you do 50 days because coming every other week to the fan it'll look like you're on all the time and so that's how i did it i, I went out to the network in 2009 it was kind of one of the ogs there. It's my 12th year doing that which is crazy. Nice. And uh, it's been a great gig, and there's just great people there. It's, it's it's a fun job. and Nothing like getting paid to talk baseball. Just like Kendall and Dimitri do here, getting paid the big money to talk baseball.
4: Yeah. You
2: know, exactly. yeah. Hey, 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 are you um, expecting to do what a former teammate did and move from
0: the Booney to um, a managerial spot? Ooh. I don't know. Uh,
2: you mean what Booney did? Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't, Maybe one of these days, I wouldn't mind give it another a shot, but I, you know, I'd have to, I, the situation would have to be right, you know I mean?
3: And the kids have to be...
2: Yeah, the kids yeah. have to be gone, and, you know, I still got three, one of us about to go to college, but I still got three kids at home, but it definitely would interest me, D. It would interest me, no doubt about
1: it. Have you been approached
2: being a coach? Uh, no, I've never been approached. I've been approached to be, like, the hitting coach on a few teams. A couple of managers asked me to be the hitting coach. I've been asked to be the bench coach, but, you know, I'm sure that would probably lead to a managerial position at some point, but I wasn't even ready to do that yet. So,
1: (laughs) well, listen, guys, you never know who's going to show up. Tommy Dreamer is here.
0: Oh, Oh, Tommy!
2: What's
1: What's going on, man?
4: How are you? How
2: you doing, man? Thanks for joining us.
4: Absolutely.
3: We are okay, to- so did, did Casey blow you off, or did you blow? I'm all you. So, so
1: Casey's <laughs> think- telling the story about how he goes into XM and sees you, and he, and he told it originally that you blew him off.
2: <laughs> Where was this? I think I went into. I, I'm almost positive. Am I? Is my memory bad? Did you? Have you been in the XM radio radio place? He has
3: a show. Case, it's all fun and games until you're face to face with the guy in it. <laughs>
2: Well, I remember I came in to do like I came in to the host Air Nation and I was walking in and you were in the thing. I go and I go, is that Tommy Dreamer in there? They're like, Yeah. And I was like you were doing a show, so I, I couldn't get in there. But I think I was more excited to see you than I was to do host the hair hair nation.
4: Well, I didn't blow you off. You didn't even come up to me.
2: <laughs> I know you, you, <laughs> intim- you intimidated me. I didn't know what to say, bro. I didn't know what to say, you know?
4: Well, I'll tell you what, number one, I got to toast uh, the show. We're the number one sports talk show on Sirius XM, and at times the number one show on Sirius XM. So that's uh, really cool for us because wow. professional wrestling is uh, quite crazy. They don't pay us like they are, but uh, <laughs> that'll be up when our contracts are up.
2: That's awesome. That's yeah, awesome.
4: Especially for a show that started with uh, for free on the air because the two guys are uh, fans. I actually oh. met you twice, and I, yes. I told Dennis that I don't think you would remember either time because you were celebrating uh, both times. No, <laughs> I, do, I,
2: I do remember. Where, where were we? I do One. remember. Where were we? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tell me so I, I can remember. <laughs> the time
4: uh, – uh, well, actually three times, but you weren't there. The first time was at uh, Calhoun's in Boston – and you were with referee Mike Ciotta, and the both of you were a little having uh, some cocktails. And you joined our massive party after like either a Raw or SmackDown. Yes, or you were. You were just. Uh, you were really having fun that night.
2: That's yeah, right. I remember you, that.
4: to the okay. win. you either had three knocks or you went zero for
3: five with a couple of strikeouts. <laughs> one, of, one of the two.
2: It was a yes. great time. That's right. I was with I was with Marty Miller and, and Stu and those, and Stew and
4: and those guys right. Absolutely. And then another time, uh, this was like just one of those random things. There's a wrestler, Jimmy Wang Yang. Yes. love yep. him. And we were in Cincinnati and Bronson Arroyo had a big party and he was just like, hey, my friend's having a party. You want to go? And then like, so I go to this party in this house and I'm looking around. I'm like, man, this guy's a big Reds fan. And... <laughs> I had no clue it was Bronson Aro. And then, like, I saw you and I saw a couple of the guys, and everyone was pretty much tore up because, like, we walked in, it was like two o'clock in the morning. And uh, that's right. I was just like, all right, this is pretty cool. But uh, I'm pretty laid back and chill. And then I went to, I hosted uh, MLB Now once, and you were like all the way on the other side one time when I came in. Uh,
2: Ah,
3: I missed it okay dude. case bottom line is you should have known he was there and the first thing you should have done was gone over there yeah <laughs> hey, dude i'm not that's kidding the i not tommy
2: dreamer Are you kidding me how about
3: impractical jokers that's the first question i asked it had nothing to do with wrestling I like
1: impractical jokers I, i'm still like that's the the, the coolest part <laughs> ever today <laughs> wait if we can leave this show with sean casey following tommy dreamer on twitter i think it's a success it's a love connection guys
2: <laughs> oh, i I, I, I got. I'm not. I don't follow Tommy Dreamer on Twitter.
1: I don't know. I'm not your Twitter handler. I think I do. <laughs> Tommy, what baseball questions you have?
3: Yeah, it's good to see you, and thank you for coming By on. The way, I know tough. Kind of like
4: Likewise, good to see you, Dimitri. You shaved your beard.
0: Well, I had to start filming some uh, hidden content, so. You know, I couldn't look like I came out of a cage.
3: He had too much chrome is what he's trying to say.
4: Yeah, yeah you got some
0: nice chrome on your cheek.
3: Tommy.
4: Pandemic yeah, Dreamer hard. is uh, – Pandemic Dreamer pretty uh, crazy.
2: Pandemic Dreamer.
4: <laughs> There's – uh, what's his name? Velveteen Dream. I'm going to be Pandemic Dreamer.
1: <laughs> I like it a lot. I guess let's start, Tommy, with as us being fans, the elephant in a room with baseball – and I don't think Tommy, you and I have talked about this, but from a fan's point of view, if baseball's not played, do you still love it like you did last season and the rest of your life? Does it hurt you a little bit?
4: Uh no, it doesn't hurt me. You know, the best part about what I've learned, you know, in life is the players' union. And there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes. And, you know, there's always two sides to every story, but there's These are just, dude, in some insane times. You can't risk people's health. Like for me, I went and filmed Impact. We shot six weeks of television. Uh, I've been home by myself. My family went to my house in Michigan. And uh, my mom is 80. I haven't seen her uh, because I quarantined myself for two weeks. And it's different when I was crazy ECW and single. But, uh, you know, there's guys who have parents, they have grandparents, they have kids on their way, and you have to look at so many different things. Baseball, like, I, I, I'm i so crazy. Like, I was actually watching the Korean Baseball League.
3: Demetri and-, <laughs> 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 and I
4: were, too. He told me about it, and I wanted to come back after watching some of that <laughs> stuff. Let's, let's stop their, yeah, the we, we up there. We're both trying like, to come oh, back. God. Get a payday. But it, it's like um, – I look at it like the first time we were there, dude. There was everybody was social distancing. There was a lot of fear. After this, the second time, you know, and I know this will be the same in the dugout because uh, the boys will be the boys. They're all just think everything's normal by day two and day three, and you know, you're, you're going to have one person get the disease, and then it's just going to mm-hmm. totally have ripple effects. And you know, unlike wrestling, we don't have. A union. We don't have benefits. We don't have any of that. And to me, everybody has to stick together. I don't think, you know, the the owners they wanted to play because hey, they're losing a lot of money. And you know, for the players to even say that hey, we're willing to cut our salaries in half shows that hey, we're just not here to make a lot of money. We're here because we love the game, we love the fans. But outside of that, I don't think anyone is holding anybody responsible during these times. You know, uh, for some players, it's just like an impact, dude. That first taping, we didn't have our heavyweight, cha- our, our world champion, our tag team champions, or our, our knockouts champion. And not one person lost their job. Everybody understood it. You, you can't, these are just some crazy, crazy, weird times. I think the nation kind of needs baseball to come back, you know, especially with the unity. Uh, within a clubhouse with every race across the board. And, you know, baseball helped us heal after nine eleven. And I feel like baseball, it, it's – I don't want to say it's their job, but, dude, I miss it, and I think everybody does. It's America's pastime for a reason, and I wish the players come together. But, you know, if they don't, uh, trust me, I get it.
3: That's a great – and I'll have Casey Dimitri say something um, after. Manfred made a huge – statement over the last you know 24 hours saying like 100 i don't the players can still say all right you say 100 no we're not going to it's the strongest union in all of the world i i don't know what's going to happen they need to get out and and i'm glad you brought up the 9-11 thing because all three of us were involved in um that 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 year and it was a two week thing. And, and I, I, I know as myself, I'm like, I don't, this doesn't seem right. Seem right. Well then all of a sudden, you know, obviously um, we started playing and It was right. It was, it was perfect. And those three hours to, three hours for whatever you're doing, whatever um, um, problems you have, you get to just kind of like take a step back, breathe and why It's, it's baseball. It's America's pastime. And so I agree with you hundred percent. And so I'm, I'm so curious. It needs to get out there. Bottom line. Now what's going to happen. And I know, uh, um, obviously as a player, the, the union part of it, and it's not going to break, but I'm so curious to see what, um, because of what Manfred said yesterday, um, how it's going to go. And I don't see a 40 game season. I don't, I mean, I don't even think you can play in anything more than 80 games now. And probably less than that, but uh, every day that goes by, it's it's obviously going to get shorter. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you what, they need to get out there now. And um, whatever happens this year, put some type of whatever in a contract that, to where you can for the next year after the, uh, uh, the, the the it's up and after the 2021 season, it needs to get out there because I'm going to tell you what, if it does not get out there, if they don't get out there and play this year, 2021
1: at the end of that season is going to be Tough. Jason, you brought up a good point, and I want to turn this into a question for the panel, including you, Tommy, is with that statement from Manford, does that put the pressure on the owners or the players to get this deal done? Because that's that's a heavy statement. And if baseball's not played, that might be that echoing statement that you go, well, he said baseball's played. And I'm still trying to process it as, as you said that of, all right, who – because the deal doesn't get done you can blame either side it depends on kind of your political views whether you're a union guy or you're not or baseball players agree that's all hearsay in, in in your opinion but that statement right there does that Does i mean does that put more pressure on the players or the owners to get the deal done we'll start with casey and kind of fan out
2: i mean i think you know obviously manford represents the owner's um and so i'd have to think that you know it's it's putting some pressure on the players to get things done but like jason was saying you know i think one thing about that union is they are strong they do have good leadership um you know and and i I think i it would just be great to see you know uh both sides know what what it would take uh you know to, to get out there it would be great to see you know the owners and the players come together with some a fair agreement you know, where no one's trying to take advantage of each other and they can get back on the field. Because, you know, I agree with what what Tommy and Jason were both saying, man. You know, after 9-11, you know, that was a really big deal for all of us getting back on the field and kind of getting some normalcy back uh, to our culture. And uh, I just think it would be so huge uh, to be able to turn on the TV and see Major League Baseball right now. Dimitri? Ooh. See, I, I look like at it
0: since Rob Manfred <clears throat> is talking for the owners He's, I think that he's putting the pressure on the owners to get something together because they are so strong-armed in the way that they do things. And it's been like that forever, the owners and the, and the union constantly going at it. And he knows that the union is not going to break or anything. And, and, and they're both trying to find a happy medium right there. But re- let's not forget what the Oakland A's did a few weeks ago even though they kind of um, they started. to, to wrestling with sports. Again.
3: They listen to wrestling with sports, right, D? That's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, exactly what they that heard. Is. They heard how me you and you talking.
0: Yeah, how you don't stop paying your minor leaguers four hundred a week, and you stop paying them? And it, like, it's not their fault or anything. Not the, now the public perception now are seeing what the owners are really capable of doing. You know, if you're not protected by the union or anything, those minor leaguers are losing jobs and, and they're just sitting there. They're not even going to have a season this year. So, because I go to the grocery store and people ask me about, is there going to be a season? I say, you see how the owners are, are now? And, you know, because the blame used to always go on the players, asking too much, they're, they're overpaid and – you know people have a tendency to forget we play 162 games and 100 with what, what 189 games, 189
2: yeah, 85 days. or something. Yeah,
1: what about you, Tommy? What uh, do you think? I
2: mean, uh,
4: listen, it, it's crazy times. It's also like I said, it, it's cra- I own a wrestling company and I'm like, I'm not running shows this year at all because it won't be profitable for me, but I don't have people under contract. Um, for Impact Wrestling. Uh, everybody was paid that missed their shows. Every single person was paid. Awesome. The reason why we also went to work was because of our television deals, and or same with WWE. Man, bottom line it comes down to money. You know, Fox gave SmackDown a billion dollars to produce live hmm. content every single week. That's why, because if that if they don't produce it, Fox doesn't have to pay it, and. What if the WWE went away? On the other hand, you also look at AEW, who's also their owner is Tony Khan, who also owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. He paid uh, all of his employees that didn't come either. Like there was guys when you were uh, the Young Bucks who were executives of the company. You lived in L.A. You couldn't fly from L.A. to where they were shooting in. First, it was Jacksonville. I don't even know where the second place they were shooting but they couldn't fly because then you'd have to quarantine yourselves for two weeks. Nick Jackson has a, a baby on the way or had a baby on the way. They all have little kids. There was a lot of things going on. They didn't appear for 97 days and they were paid. Uh, the announcer, Justin Roberts, his mother was in a nursing home. He pulled her out of a assisted living. She's battling Parkinson's. He just moved his mom out, moved him, and became her permanent health care. Provider, oh,
0: man, that's awesome. That's exactly,
4: great. and he was like, "I can't risk going to work for my mom's health." And he was paid every single to- week that he missed by by Tony Khan, and wow. you know, so that's kudos to that company. Is, is kudos to Impact because there was not one person who, if you didn't show up, you still got paid. Wow. Again, it's much different money, much different uh, things behind the scenes too, but. Uh, you could see both sides, you know, and, and it, it sucks. Like, I mean, I first saw the first layoffs in WWE. They've let go like 40% of their workforce. And then I saw the Miami Marlins uh, or the Florida Marlins. They did basically the same thing. Uh, you know, so it's just, it's such a weird time. It sucks. Uh, I don't think anyone would hold it against, you know, I stopped for a while following hockey after the second strike. Cause I was like, come on, man, Really? You guys are playing. You know, we're all doing something that we've loved since we're little kids. The baseball strike, I've been through what three of them, and I never felt it against the players, but I always saw, you know, the owner side too. And when they come to an agreement, uh, that's kind of what happens. And you know, there there's different perks. Like I remember, I think I said we were I was on the show last time. uh, I was talking to AJ, and I was like, "Man, you you're selling some jerseys." He's like, "I don't see any of that." And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, it uh, goes to the players union. And I was like, I didn't know that. And, you know, he was also talking about video games. I was like, dude, I got $180,000 check to be in a video game. And he was like, what? <laughs> and I uh, was just yeah. like, and I was like, yeah, but I don't have a pension. I don't get that stuff. So it was just equal trade uh, amongst it.
3: And, and listen, the players are always going to be bad guys. Without a doubt, a thousand percent. That's just the way it's always been. Um I, and Dimitri said it earlier, I worry so much about the minor leaguers this whole year off that they're going to have, you know, your prospects, even the guys that are free agents that are coming on. I worry so much about them and their development. Um, Listen, I I remember my first year I I made an all-star team and you take BP. Next year. I didn't, I went home and I took four days off, four days off, four days off. It took me a week, now you get it back, but it took me a week when the season started up again to get it back. I worry about these guys in the development, and, uh, and it's, it's I don't, it bothers me that there's – listen, you can have a Florida Fall League and an Arizona Fall League or whatever it may be, but you, your rookie ball guys, even the draft. I mean, the draft, there's five rounds, and it's great. It, it, it was actually really refreshing to watch the draft last night and part of it today to see to, something positive to see the kids getting drafted and, and their families and going, but it's five rounds. I mean, it's five rounds. There, there's a lot of players that could have been drafted. They're not going to be free agents. And what team, and this is a question I think I have for Casey more than anything, because I know that you're kind of involved with the MLB is okay. So now you're a free agent um, after the five rounds and you could have been a sixth, seventh, 15th, 18th, 20th, 20th round or whatever it may be. What teams are you going to go to? You're going to go to the ones that have taken care. I'm not going to the Oakland A's. Now, granted, after the Oakland A's listened to the Wrestling with Sports show, they decided <laughs> to play. <laughs> they decided to to, to, uh, to, to Billy pay Billy. their minor leaguers. But I mean, it's going to come down to stuff like that. It's going to get ugly behind the scenes, and I say behind the scenes because I mean I'm talking about your your minor leaguers. So yeah. it, it's it 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 scares me. Listen, baseball never going anywhere. It might take two or three years, even if they don't play this year, it's going to be back. It's, oh, it, it always will be. And it's always going to be the, the, the greatest game bottom line. But right now it's, it's in a tough spot. And I, I just, I really worry about the minor leagues. So case wh- what have you heard? Because I know that you're kind of in, in it. With yeah. the MLB channel and you know,
2: I think about the minor leaguers a lot, Jay. I, I don't know what you guys think. Cause I, I know we, we all play in the minor leagues. I remember making 850 bucks, you know, uh, what a month when I played my first year in pro ball for, mm-hmm. and you only get paid for those five months. So what am I making four grand or, four, you know, I make, you're making nothing. Exactly. Right. It's so funny. And so when I think about the minor leaguers, you know, luckily I'm, I'm, I'm glad that those got they're paying their, their salaries and stuff, but like, you know, they're, you know, you talk about unions, you know, I just, I look at those, the minor league players and I just sometimes think, man, it's some, how could they ever unionize to, to get more, you know, more rights and things like that because the pay that they get now, I feel like is the same pay they got when I got drafted. That was 25 years ago. Separate, like, maybe a couple hundred bucks more. It's unbelievable. Like It's, yeah, it's what crazy. They, it's crazy. So, yeah, this is the tough time for those guys that aren't going to be able to play. And you're right, you know, Jay, as far as, like, you know, timing goes and development goes, like, to miss these kind of months, mm. you know, this is precious time for some of those guys, you know, trying to get to the show.
4: You know, uh, I went – And I just got back, like I said, film and uh, impact. I was normally wrestling every weekend, you know, sometimes four days a week, sometimes two days a week. And my first match back within two and a half minutes, I was like, oh, my God, I'm every bit touching 50 because I can't breathe and could not wait to get out. And I'm in pretty good shape. I do tons of cardio, but there's a difference between being in ring shape actually doing doing regular cardio and just still like you know uh, guys pitching or guys hitting that it's going to be hard to you know get that back like you said and i i experienced it firsthand i was like what the hell's wrong with me like i thought i was having a medical condition i was like wait i haven't wrestled in a month (laughs)
3: that's so true and you can do whatever you want to throughout the off season but when spring training starts you're just using different muscles you're you're actually playing is where you're going to get so I, I don't know. I'm, I'm car- I don't I don't know what's gonna happen. I think Manfred, Bottom line is he's the one. He, yeah, you got the owners, and I know Manford's with the owners. You got the players, but Manfred's the one that better step up to play because he 100 guaranteed from what I heard, read on the ticker yesterday yes. that baseball's coming back. Well, I hopefully
4: he's right, but who knows? But yeah. you know, it's also if you if you look at it for you own a deli or you own something. And you're going to get these same people that are come to work. Hey, this regular person who was working for $100 a day, and then you get a a person who has pretty much the same qualifications, and they're willing to come in for $50 a day. I think after this, too, uh, some salaries will go down because, you know, hey, I could get a quality player for way less money. We've already, you know, I, I know you guys have experienced it. You know, you hit a certain age, and they think, you know, you can't contribute. Or they'll give you the league minimum. There's going to be a lot of like weird factors going after this, just because, like, I look at for myself, I was wrestling all the time. And now, like, WWE let go, maybe 20 some odd wrestlers, they came out bigger names or, you know, same names as myself, fresher off television. So the market for, well, Tommy Dreamer, how much do you want to make, you know, to wrestle tonight? Well, I could get this guy for, four hundred dollars less or five hundred dollars less i'll go with this guy and take my chances so i think that that's a, a ripple effect from the owner side which is it's dude it's crazy it really is
3: yeah but well, you're tommy dreamer do you get whatever you want to and in worst case scenario you just go on and practice jokers again that's that's what i'm talking about
4: <laughs> they didn't pay me crap i don't even get residuals <laughs> we need to we need you no to royalty
0: or anything
4: Nah, it was uh, cameos. Oh no,
3: you know no cameo. He stole the show. It was awesome. Oh, they both play it all the time. He was on. Oh, I loved
1: it. It's unbelievable. <sighs> That's awesome. Jason's guys. like oh. a little kid. I love. I love when Jason gets excited. It's the best. It's so funny to watch him. Uh, you oh. know. But Casey, I do want to go back to a point and I did notice that you kind of tap danced around this and I think it's a good question. I gotta at least ask it, ask it.
3: He's getting paid from MLB Network if so he's <laughs> trying to tap dance around everything. Come on, Dennis, you gotta be smarter listen, than listen, that. I'm he's gotta to, be I'm like saying. I gotta be politically correct guy because uh, <laughs> yeah. MLB is paying me a certain amount of so
1: look it's that i will see
3: if you can get him to have something straight.
1: All right, Dennis. all right. Have you heard? Since you're in listen, you're you're in touch with players, and let's use the Oakland A's for example, where they laid off a bunch of minor league players. Yeah, I, no, we, they listen to the show. <laughs> yeah, no, don't, don't no, we we get thanks Oakland for listening. Uh, have you heard? Maybe from at least the players' standpoint of like, pff, I'm not going to Oakland or you know any team that's laying off minor league baseball players may be kind of I don't want to use the word blackballed, but you know, it may turn a lot of players that might sign with a team like that off. Okay, let, let me add on
3: to your question real quick, Dennis, because what about okay, there's only five rounds in the draft. What about the 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 seniors that are in college? What about because what is it, twenty thousand dollars I believe, and basically yeah. a can of Copenhagen and a plane ticket yeah. to go to where <laughs> you get to you get to pick your own spot, right? Yeah. Okay. So the 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 that's what I'm actually kind of concerned about. Is like okay because of the Oakland, they, they what they did. Is anybody going to want to go to Oakland? Because you can pick. I mean, if you want to sign as a free agent, you already know what you are going to get: twenty grand. Take it. Right. Gotcha. You can pick your own team, and so where's he going to go from there? Yeah. Gonna, but but you know,
2: but Jay, you know too. Like, hey, listen. At the end of the day, if I go to Oakland and I have a better chance of moving than if I go to somewhere else, and I'm a free agent, I don't care. I don't care about. I, I got. It. I, I. I. If I'm looking at it through a big league point of view, or or I'm a free agent, I say, hey, if Oakland's the place, I look at their minor league system. They got like shot shot to get
3: the big leagues quicker. Got a I'm shot going. To get the big leagues,
2: <laughs> I'm taking it. You know what I mean? So I think. I think the players are probably thinking on those ends. You know more like what organization could I move fastest in? And I think you're right. It only having five rounds. Maybe some of these guys that were like six to fifteen rounders who are still really good players have a chance to make a, an impact on a, on a, on a, as, a, as a free agent deal.
3: And, and to the, the younger kids out there who are listening, not that Dennis is only your family, um, but you know what? Don't let your agent make that decision for you. And, and it's it's because that's going to be a lot of what happens is, okay, I got an agent now. And I, when you're a high school kid and you have an agent, right. you think you're really cool. You're like, yeah, I got an agent. Yeah, yeah. how am I? No, <laughs> you make the decision yourself.
1: Tell me, let me ask you this, because we're both fans now. From, in at least my point of view, if you're flipping through the channels and the Oakland A's are on, you gonna stop and watch an Oakland A's game, knowing what they did to their minor leaguers?
4: Uh, well, first of all, it's my least favorite park I've ever been to. (laughs) Uh,
1: I played. I watched
4: Korean baseball with uh, sex dolls in the audience, so (laughs) I will anything (laughs) live. Uh, another question I'll pose to the guys because I lived it. I lived it when in three weeks ECW was out of business When and there was a war going on. ECW was out of business and then the cash cow of WCW went out of business. You guys have all uh, experienced like there's no more Montreal Expos. There are teams that can go away during this pandemic. And like to me, that's crazy to think it. But if you are an owner... That has all this money. You are also siphoning money every single day for these people that you're playing like I seriously was thinking about the person who has to pay Garrett Cole's contract, you know, the the Yankees organization. I was like, if I was Garrett Cole, I would never want to come back to work just because I'm getting paid <laughs> to sit home or the guy on the the, the, <laughs> the raise that said, I don't want to come and play. Uh, he should have handled it a little differently because oh, he, he was awful. Tommy, he you know, was an idiot. Blake, yeah, stum- Blake
3: whatever his name Ian is. Yeah. Yeah. You but for, for the money crazy. that
4: he could potentially make, because my other thing is like, you know, if somebody gets sick, or what if somebody comes out there, hey, I only played for, I only trained, we had spring training for two weeks, and I blew up my elbow on opening day, and I need Tommy John surgery, and oh, I'm a free agent next year. There's there's so many variables that everyone will think of that, listen, in pro wrestling, it it's just like i'll be there i don't care uh like the second tapings there was only one person not there but it, it's so much different with baseball and that's the power and the beauty of the union and i mean hey, but, tommy tommy I mean, tommy i
2: got I, tommy i got a quick question for you just uh, kind of on topic but i've always wanted this why is there no why is there no union in wrestling like all these years 2020 wow you guys have a few leagues now why do you guys not have a union
4: Uh, it was, if you, the history of it, uh, the guy who formed the baseball union back in the day,
0: Marvin Miller, Miller?
4: Mm, he was out of Kansas city. Yeah. Uh, He was friends with George, the animal steel and George Animal Steel and I don't know the guy's name maybe not he was also with WCW the, I mean not uh, Mid South Wrestling back in the, like the 80s they would always talk say his name Lee anyway uh they were going to unionize and Jesse Ventura who is you know a big proponent later became the governor he had all the wrestlers we're going to do it we're going to do it And I mean, this is a a known story. Hulk Hogan told Vince McMahon and uh, Vince walked into the locker room and basically said, if you guys unionize, I'll fire you all tomorrow and replace each and every one of you. And that's why wrestlers never unionized. And if you looked at, you know, the, the WWE, if, if whoever the biggest star is today, if they decided to do that, they would call up all the NXT wrestlers and they would be those stars. So I don't think, It could ever happen just for that sake. And it is said, Or, you know, you have, just like in baseball, you have guys making millions upon millions of dollars. And, you know, I think the average salary, not the average salary, but the the baseline salary is $1,000 a week in, you know, developmental, which would be their NXT. So you're making, you know, or maybe they upped it because there was a study that came out. So maybe it's like $65,000 coming out and you could be on TV. They used to do it differently. Once you came up on TV, they pretty much gave you like two, three months and then they changed your contract. But you know, now there's no live events. There's no nothing going on. So how do you recoup all that money that you had for guys? But to answer your question, that's why the original union failed. I think, unfortunately, I think it'll take a tragedy to make, more people aware of like, you know, you always hear, Hey, we're getting in the car. We're driving 300 miles to the next town. I think a tragedy would happen. Like somebody falls asleep or something like that would happen for the world to be like, Oh crap. I didn't know these people who are, you know, we're loving on television every night. Or then after this show driving till four or five o'clock in the morning to the next town, you know? So that that's how I feel. It could happen, but it—I think it'll happen in my lifetime. But I don't think I'll be wrestling anymore.
1: Wow, that's wow. that's powerful, yeah. actually. Yeah,
3: it's very powerful, but it's it's correct. I mean, it's—I'm
4: also. I mean,
2: we 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 always say baseball like we we pride ourselves on being grinders. Like we're grinders, we're gonna we'll grind you out day in and day out, and then you hear the wrestling schedule like. Oh my gosh. Wow. Like, yeah. Those guys are grinders. <laughs> like, it's amazing how, how many days you guys wrestle, especially probably in your prime of, of, of just the travel that uh, the, the matches that weren't even on TV, right? I mean, you guys were in different cities all the time, just driving everywhere, right?
4: Yeah, man. It was. Yeah, you
3: know, well, you know what, Casey? It reminds me of like an umpire schedule. Listen, umpires, y- 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 people, the majority yes. of people hate them. But if you think about an umpire's uh, um, um, schedule, yeah. Granted, they get their two, I think it's what, two, two weeks vacation. They're living in a suitcase. I mean, it's because you're going to, okay, say Colorado, then you're going to Cincinnati, then you're going, I mean, you're living in a suitcase and man, it's not as, is as, as glamorous. Now, granted they get paid well and some of them suck and some of them are really good, but you're living out of a suitcase from, then you go to your family, your kids, you have kids. How, how young are they? Are they in, you're missing all their their stuff. So,
0: hey, hey, Jason. On top of that, the health, the health insurance. You know,
3: yeah, they
0: got y'all got to pay for y'all's own health insurance. It's y'all get banged up and y'all still have to go. So when we see about the wrestling stories about you know taking too many opiates or whatever, and it's, it's, and it's for the pain. And I, and as baseball players, we do the grind every single day, and we don't want to be out of the lineup. So we'll do whatever it takes to stay in that lineup, and you know some of us form a, a bad addiction, and and have to get over it and stuff. So you know what what what, what and and that thing for the, for us having that union because we had uh, people that we can go to and, and talk to and, and and handle our you know we had to go to rehab or whatever to get ourselves back together. And I know the WWE has the wellness policy, but. I mean, is there anything else that goes on in other organizations or whatever to take care of your, your, your guys' health insurance and things like that?
4: No, health insurance, uh, you're on your own. Hell, I, I remember at one point I was paying $2,600 a month in health insurance for oh uh, my God. My, God. myself, God. Uh, my wife, and my twin daughters. Um, Well, WWE, and this isn't like, you know, we're, I'm not here to crap on, on professional wrestling or crapping on the WWE. WWE has done the best in their power to make uh, the safety of the wrestlers, just like baseball has, you know, no more head collisions uh, at the plate. No more shorts up and uh, (laughs) no headshots with steel chairs anymore. (laughs) Uh, They, uh, they have a wellness policy and they also have uh, an open door policy to any former wrestler that worked for WWE. They'll put you in rehab. If you have a, uh, drug addiction and or alcohol addiction and that is awesome and they offer it for free they offer it you know if anyone they have a number that and they send a letter to all the former talents probably like twice a year you know if it'll be anonymous and you know if any family member feels like somebody's out of control they they do that for them which is really really cool and it has cleaned up a lot of wrestlers I know myself, I put a lot of my friends in because they were so afraid to make that call. And, you know, and then they called me up and like, dude, I'm going to die. And I don't want to be, I don't want to see my kids bury, you know, bury their father. And I was like, I'll make the call for you. So, I mean, that's, that's some good things. WWE does a lot of really, really cool stuff that a lot of people don't know about. But uh, like I said, uh, I just, I hope it changes uh, a little bit more for the athlete. And you know to answer Sean's question too, it will never change because this is <clears throat> like I said, if somebody's making millions and you're getting, you know, Steve Austin used to get half his his t-shirts, and there was a lot of Austin 316 t-shirts sold. How are you going to tell him that you know some guy who's the opening card act that may only be there for a cup of coffee is then going to get a piece of those t-shirts, and that you're not going to see that, you know? Then Steve Austin could just be like, you know what, I'll I'll leave and then there goes your top draw, and then your houses drop. It, it was it was always a big trickle effect. Stuff hey, like Tommy, I
3: because listen, you have your XM show is unbelievable, and it's 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 huge, it's through the roof. This is a totally dumb question. Just tell me to shut up. It, shut it, up. Is, is that something you can um put on your show <laughs> to try to get something? Like maybe you could be the one who starts it. Like man, I I mean, I don't know how that would even happen, but. I mean, these wrestlers need to, to, to have something, just in my opinion. And like I said, this is just a dumb fan question, but throw it out there. I mean, I, that might be – is that something that you might want to do? Uh, or, or not want to do, uh, but, I mean, is that something you can do?
4: You also got to look at – and I think we talked about the last time I was on. There's a – what? You can't fight City Hall. The president of the United States is a WWE Hall of Famer. So how far can you go with that battle? uh um, gotcha. I know uh, The Rock, I think if The Rock ran for president, it uh, may help us. I know uh, there's a wrestler, he was on Tough Enough, he was in Impact. uh, He just announced he's running for Congress. His name is Matt Morgan. Uh, He used to wrestle as The Blueprint. The Blueprint. He's down in Florida. Uh, He's like the mayor something down there. He just announced today he's running for Congress. There'll be little things like that where maybe people can help. What are you doing, Dimitri? (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh I'm seeing if our uh, uh, first guest see
2: what I'm holding up. Is that the Beanie Baby, Sean Casey Beanie Babies? <laughs> yeah, I need you to
0: sign these. I still have
1: three of them. <laughs> he put them on ah. eBay.
2: <laughs> send them in the mail, bro. Send them in the mail.
1: There's a great right, question.
2: we we'll,
3: we'll to later. <laughs>
1: He's your teammate. He said, "Send it in the mail."
3: <laughs> oh, man, that's
1: that's some that's some shit right there. there. There's a great question as we wrap this up here in a minute. We went way longer than we should, but it's been great conversation. Uh, this one's actually to Tommy. Tommy, what would it take for you to wear either a Jason Kindle, Dimitri Young, or a Sean Casey jersey on your Impact tapings? I'll wear anything. I don't care. Uh, I'll, I'll send, send it, it right
2: now. That's in the mail. FedEx tomorrow. Yeah. It's coming to
1: you. Yeah, he's, he's a
3: good mail guy. I'll actually send you a jersey. I told Dennis I was going to send him one like a year ago, and I still haven't sent it to him. because so <laughs> still on the show. I haven't, I have, we haven't made any money from this show, but I, I'll send you one. Especially well, if you on Impractical I, I, Jokers. I got
4: i I'll send uh, you
0: one of the world champion nationals. It's a size 56.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I have a match at Slammiversary, which will be live on pay-per-view. So whoever sends it first, I'll wear that
2: jersey. <laughs> oh, I'm, get, I'm getting it out tomorrow. There
4: tomorrow it night. is.
1: There it is. If so so that you know the inside story when he shows up at Slam wearing a Sean Casey jersey or whoever sends it first. I mean I mean you to so okay,
3: bottom, bottom line is Tommy, I mean, we know you're not gonna give Dennis your address, so and we all we have your number and everything. shoot us a text because Dennis is kind of like the stalker guy. I'm not a stalker.
2: <laughs>
3: so uh you said dude, off off air, send us the and I'll guarantee you I'll get you mine first. Wow.
2: Dennis, give
4: well, me Tommy's cool. address right ASAP. I would love to the, if the I had dreamed What team do you want? Because we've all been on about Yeah, you want
2: Tigers? <laughs> you want
4: a Tigers? <laughs> I could no, I'm a I'm a, a Yankee and a Met guy. I just like Yeah, I didn't, and also, I, didn't, I didn't go that route. <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> pandemic Dreamer's hair is horrible. Yeah, I got like a mess. I got okay. like a Donald Trump uh comb over thing happening. Oh dude. <laughs> I, I, I've I have i have been <laughs> bald. bald and my kids are like, you
3: gotta go. I, I'm right there with Dude, I got that baloney spot right here. That's not good.
1: (laughs) The baloney spot. So, uh, Sean, where can people find you online, and what are you doing right now during the pandemic?
2: Oh, I'm on. uh, I'm at the mayor's office. uh, I think on Twitter, (laughs) and uh, I'm at the. I don't. That's all I do. I think. I think Instagram's a lot bigger. I just don't know what I'm doing there. I'm on Instagram. I have like six followers. Like your show is like 13. I got six on Instagram. So um no I you um, <laughs> and I, I, so at the mayor's office, but I just I'm still doing the MLB network stuff, which I love. I can't wait to get back to work. I'm hoping these guys come back because I got four kids and I'm going crazy over here. I gotta get in the studio somehow, start breaking down some swings or something. So can't That's,
3: wait. Yeah, but don't, don't let Tomate do it because you're ten times better here than Tomei. <laughs> no, That's a he, bunch he, of shit if I you ask he's me.
2: Gotta, He's got a statue. He's got okay, a statue I don't care
3: about, about the statue, but I, you're hitters. You're 10 times better here than Tommy ever was. Um, <laughs> zero, okay, Dempster's pitcher. I'm trying to think who else hitter wise. Dave Valley and um uh <laughs>
2: Malar wasn't Malar could hit a little
3: bit. Okay. So um yeah. Think about what your uh, think about. You, it, this is what, don't ever forget what you did, dude. I caught behind you and watching you hit. Watch your hands, you're pulling in your hands. <laughs> watching, watching you kind of dissect a picture and and beating me mentally. And then I'm trying to be. It was a game within a game. But do not let Tomei sit there and freaking, Hey, Jim, um, what do you think? No, no, Jim, I don't care what you think. Bottom line is, dude, I'm a ten times better hitter than you ever were. Yeah, okay, you, you hit a bunch of home runs, I didn't, but I could hit. So that's what you need to do.
0: Hey, you know what, Jason? Casey
2: is doing something better than Tommy, and that's him. Uh, dude, no Tomei, that out nicing them. There's Tommy's the nicest human being alive, guys. Swear to God. No, he nice- he, uh, oh, no. he he.
3: Okay, time out. Tommy is unbelievable, but you and Mike Sweeney are like a close first. But Sweeney <laughs> has a little hate. Sweeney, Sweeney does have a little hate in them, though.
2: Oh, I like, I love, he's got that Irish assassin in there. Okay, you know, so
3: I'm, I'm going to give you one last Sweeney question, and or Sweeney's thing, because so he came up to me one day, he goes, hey, uh, that's about a year ago, he goes, hey, do you ever like, when you're in the grocery store, and real quiet, just meet him, and um, like you see somebody that you just don't really like, do you ever think about like running at him and decleating him? <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I do all the time, I can't believe, you're supposed to be the nicest guy in the world, but yes, I agree.
2: So, <laughs> well, dude, he had one of the when he charged. Was it Weaver? Was that Weaver? Yeah, yes, yeah, it was yeah. Weaver. When, when he charged Weaver, that was that was aggressive. That was aggressive, and he's a big boy. Sweetie's a big boy. Big, right
3: big boy. Here.
2: Jeez, I heard the story from Weaver's
0: point of view. He was like, you know, they were kind of jawing, and he threw it. He came out. He was like, "Oh shit!"
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Sweeney threw the
2: helmet at him. Hit
3: him. <laughs> Weaver's like a fungo, and Sweeney's like just, just, just like
1: a bit uh, of linebacker. Wow. All right. Listen, <laughs> listen. Uh, we'll wrap this show up because I'm sure there's some jaw jacking going on as soon as we go off the live. Uh, well,
0: I got less than 30 minutes.
1: Tommy, first of all, thank you. You didn't have to do Tommy, this. Tommy, awesome. It, you just showing up to hang out was amazing. So thank you for at least answering my text. Anytime. Yeah,
2: thanks, Tommy. Yeah. Thanks for thank coming
1: out. And and Sean, I mean, I know Dimitri and Jason will give you a much better send off than I will. But this was awesome. I loved watching you play. Uh, I've always heard rumors of what a nice guy you are, and it's confirmed.
3: I mean, do you okay. have any other
1: questions you want to ask baseball wise to Casey
3: obviously make and I'll be on here so to Sean because I, we don't
1: really have to go but okay
4: no I mean I, I'm i just like listening man I'm a fan of everybody I, I've watched just like you guys watch me wrestle I've watched all you guys play I uh, I've really enjoyed your insight I knew Sean was an amazing uh, hitter but when you compare him, that he, you say he's better than Tommy, I was like, "Whoa!" That that's, no, uh,
3: dude. No, I, I'm being dead serious. And I, and I was I was able, obviously being in the central, nationally central. I, I got to see it when he was at his. It was unbelievable, and it it, it was it was some special because I was more of a contact hitter as he was. He was their three hole hitter for however long, and he could hit the ball wherever he wanted to down the, both foul pole to foul pole, and uh, it, it was fun to watch. Now, obviously. It, I think even more fun to watch because we Sarasota and Bradenton in spring training, they're right there. So we played each other another 40 <laughs> times
2: every day. We played each other
3: every day. Much. <laughs> but um no, it, it was fun to watch And So when I say that, no obviously nothing against Jim Tomey, but um because he is what he is, he's in the hall of fame. But Sean Casey is a pure hitter. Jim Tome is a power hitter. And I was I can say that because I was I saw him as many times as anybody Else out there behind the plate as far as the catcher. And uh he was that good. And Dimitri, Thanks. same thing. But I mean he is that good. And pure hitter, Sean Casey over told me
2: anything. <laughs> oh, I, pre- Jason, I appreciate it, dude. But tell me he was pretty legit, but I do appreciate it. Thank you, for It means a lot coming from you, man. It really Perfect. does. Thank you.
1: And I I'll say this: I'll go one step further and say, don't say anything, Tommy, because I'm gonna be curious. But uh July 18th, anniversary live on pay-per-view. I'm just going to tune in just to see what jersey you wear.
4: You got you it. Don't I even didn't even know them. we were live on Facebook, by the way. This yeah. whole time, I didn't know we were live.
3: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, you have nothing to worry about.
1: No, like, oh, I don't care.
4: Yeah. My but, life, it's but, all good.
1: But you shouldn't Every even listener's tell them. Every last name is Farrell. Uh, <laughs> but you shouldn't even tell them. You should just show up with the jersey, and then we can all pop to see which jersey you wear. No problem. And if I get blood on it, I'm not returning it. I'm sorry. It's going be yours, you it yours it
0: anyway. It's yours. And it's I'll yours. send you
4: all uh, autographed Singapore canes uh, in about two or three weeks.
0: Yes. I want the Dusty Roll Love Polka it. dot um, pants that you
4: wear. I just, <laughs> honestly, cool. I- my mom, uh, I just asked her to make, I was like, Ma, can you make me a new pair of pants? I think I've, I've wore out the elastic. My ass is getting pretty big.
3: <laughs> I- I wanna, I wanna, I'll send the jersey. I
4: want a bat that you hit somebody over the head with. A bat, I don't have, but I have a uh, Singapore Canes. I just ordered Something
3: a bunch you hit something over the head with. because
4: <laughs> like You got it, man. <laughs> thank you, guys. Tommy, Appreciate thank you. It.
2: Thank you, Tommy. Tommy, thanks a lot, man.
1: See you, Be safe, everybody. You, brother, too, you man. Well. Peace. All right. As always, we here at Wrestling With Sports, Jason Kittle, Dimitri Young, Brett Boone, we thank you so much for listening. show does not go on without you. That's why we need you to grow. So make sure you are out there telling your friends, whether it's on Facebook, Twitter, Water Cooler at Work. We need your help to grow, and that's how you help us grow. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Wrestling With Sports. We do a lot of live shows over there. You can find links to the show and other cool stuff that we will be doing exclusively for Facebook. Twitter, follow Jason Kindle at jasondkindle18. The Brett Boone29, the Meat Hook Young, D-A-Meat Hook Young, dennis 77 Farrell You can follow the show's Twitter account at Wrestling WS. Subscribe to the podcast any place you get podcasts. And if you can't find them, head over to YouTube, subscribe there, you'll find it there. Or email the show, wrestling with sports at gmail.com. Right There is a direct line to us. We'll get it whether you have a comment, a question. You want to be part of the show. We will make sure your voice is heard. That's what we try really hard at Wrestling With Sports to do is make sure it's 100% interactive with you, the fans. On behalf of all the guys, thank you for listening.